the, the, the glamour and the refinement that we want so badly to 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 to, pre to, to you know, present it is really it's really it's, it's overrated <laughs> the, the glamour and the refinement yeah that's pretty for the for the camera but when you're dealing with people who have been through the hell and through the hurt and through the loss and the pain and you're dealing with people who have suffered and come out all right there's an undignified kind of praise there, there, there's, there is an undignified kind of praise which I am not ashamed of there, there's an undignified you know unorthodox type of praise if you read about King David if you read about the, 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 the praiser himself he had this kind of reputation from the first time he entered into the into the script from the first Tokura, from the first you read about him in the book of Samuel from the first he entered the first time you heard his name he had a, a signature, a signature of praise that was not typical. When you saw him, when you read about him, when Samuel came to his daddy's house, when Samuel visited his daddy's house, when Samuel said that there's a king in your house, Jesse, and, he, and, and Jesse walked all of his boys past Samuel and Samuel held the oil, the horn of anointing over the head of Aminadab, Eliab, Shammah and all the boys and none of them had the anointing that caused the, the seal to break. None of them had the calling that caused the seal to break and the oil to flow. But there was one little strange boy out in the fields with a harp and a dance and a praise. Harp, a dance, and a praise. All the boys walked past Samuel and Jesse forgot about Dave. Dave didn't even know what was going on in the house because he was too preoccupied watching the sheep and praising God. Watching the sheep and praising God. God help me today. And when Samuel said, no, the, the, the oil didn't flow, is this something wrong? Do, is it possible you have another son that you haven't brought? And Jesse says, oh yeah, I forgot about him. Dave, but it can't be him. He's out in the field. He's a little strange. Look out the window. You see him twirling and dancing and writing songs. Not for fame nor fortune, not for recognition, but he stood before an audience of one and gave his best to the one God. Y'all not hearing me. 
and gave his best to the one God, not knowing that anyone was looking, not caring if anyone was looking. Oh, I feel this. Look at the worshiper, look at the praiser. Look at the worshiper, look at the praiser. Look at the worshiper, look at the praiser. Jesse calls him in the house. Samuel rises up and holds the horn of anointing over the boy's head. Boy doesn't know anything, he just got a song and a praise. Y'all don't hear me. If you got a song and a praise, it'll get the anointing. His song was based on the word of God. Hallelujah. His praise was based on his experience with God. And that anointing flowed. The next king of Israel. And what did the king do? The child king went back into the field and kept writing and praising. Kept singing and praising. Kept dancing and praising. Because when you get position, it don't change your praise. I'll say that again. When you get position, it don't change your praise. The higher you go, the harder you praise. Because you realize if it had not been for the Lord on my side. There's an undignified praise. Hey, undignified praise. He kills Goliath and he has an undignified praise. Hallelujah. Saul, the king, tries to kill him. Goes on a campaign to kill David, but David keeps his praise. Running from Saul and still praising God. Hallelujah. Praising and writing songs of God, let me see you in this wilderness like I did in the sanctuary. He kept his praise. Somebody look at somebody close to you and say, keep your praise. Don't worry about what people think about you. Keep your praise. Don't worry about how people look at you. Keep your praise. Don't worry about people's opinion about you. Keep your praise. Because your praise was based on your experience with your God. Hobbyon! The more you experience God, the greater he is to you. The more you experience God, the more you see of him. The more you experience God, the more he shows his love. And when you see the power and the love of God, you've got to pray. That undignified Saul loses his seat. Saul dies in battle. David is ascended to the throne of Israel. This great worshiper, this great praiser sits in the in the seat of authority. But he realizes something. Y'all give me 15 more minutes. He realizes something. If I'm going to rule, God's got to be here. Yeah. 
if I'm going to do this, I can't get caught up in the position. God's got to be here. Y'all not hearing me. If I'm, if, I, if I'm going to respect God in this elevation, I've got to include him. And I can't forget about him. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? Can't forget about him. So when, when David gets in, he realizes that what Saul put in place wasn't the way God wanted it. Who can I share? And then David builds himself an altar in the city of David. Sends back down to Obed-Edom's house. Tells him, bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord God of Israel back to Jerusalem. Because if I'm going to be here, God's got to be here. I never want to be where God was. I want to be where God is. Oh, I'm about to dance myself. Never want to be where God was. I, I got to be where God is. And they brought the ark back in. And when David heard that the ark had come through the gates of Jerusalem, David jumped from off of his balcony. You got to read the book. David jumped from all of his balcony and he ran down the streets of Jerusalem people are watching the king the king the sovereign of Israel the giant killer the king they watched him lose his dignity cause when it comes to God I lose my dignity got time for pretense I ain't got time for false imagery when it comes to God there's nobody greater there's no crown big enough there's no seat large enough when it, when it comes to God every knee shall bow for he's the king above every king David understood I may be king, but there's a king. That every king must bow his knee to. There's a throne that every king must kneel before. Y'all, I gotta stop, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. I gotta stop. He brings the ark, brings the ark back into Jerusalem. When he sees the ark, the king reverted back to his childhood. This great king reverted back to his childhood practice of praise. And the same way he danced in the sheepfold is the same way he danced on the streets of Jerusalem. 
Somebody holler, I can't lose my dance. The same way he twirled in front of God in the sheepfold. He twirled and danced in front of the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord God of Israel. I feel like a preacher today. The same way he sang before God in the sheepfold is the same way he sang when he saw the ark come back through the gates of Jerusalem because he understood now that God is here his presence will fill the place now that God is here he will give me insight and power I will praise God until he shows up now get this get this Praise is God. So tough that he loses his royal censure and robe. Praise is God so hard that he loses his royal garb. Praise is God so hard that he dances out of his shoes. Praise is God so hard that his crown hits the ground. Praise is God so hard that he's just standing in a tunic. And after he finished praising God, he calls a celebration. He gives a celebration for all of Israel. Calls them back into Jerusalem because the ark has returned. This power of God, the presence of God has returned. You got to praise God when he shows up and you better hear what I'm saying. When he shows his power, when he shows his presence. The children dance. The children rejoice. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. When he comes and makes himself known, the children celebrate. You need to get a celebration going. If you really are his son and daughter, you need to get a celebration. For in his presence is the fullness of joy. Let me finish. Let me finish. He dances out of his garments. He gives a feast and celebration. He unites Israel simply because the presence of God was in Jerusalem. When the presence of God is manifest, it unites the people. I don't hear you here. I don't hear you here. When the presence of God is made known, it unites the believers. And after he finishes, after he finishes, he picks up his garments, sweaty, exhausted, and the king, the Bible does not depict that there was any security around him. The Bible does not depict that there were any noblemen guarding him. Something tells me, something tells me that he prays past the police 
He prays past the security. He prays past the protocol. <laughs> why they make it all this? Why the, Pastor, you don't need to, you need people around you. Not if they're not going to praise. If they're there just to protect, I got protection. If they're there just to protect me, I already got protection. For the angels of the Lord and camp round about. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. But if you're going to walk with me, you got to praise with me. You got to praise him. You got to be on the same mind, same judgment. We got to speak the same thing. We got to agree. We got to praise God together. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name. Some says he prays past protocol. And when he picked up his garments, watching everybody feast, he goes back to the palace. He gets back to the palace, Saul's daughter, his wife, standing there in the shadows waiting for him to come into the clearings so she can condemn. He comes into the room. She says, I hope you're happy. Are you proud of yourself? You're proud how you just made yourself look so bad in front of the daughters of Zion? You, you absolutely disgraced the office of the king. How do you think you look today in front of the, 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 the commoners? You're the king. My father would have never done this. Well, my dear, that's why your father's not king. That's the reason why your father lost the seat. That's the reason why your father is no longer on the throne. Hallelujah. Because he didn't praise God. He didn't honor God. He did wrongly before God. And God ripped the kingdom from him. Because if you don't honor me, I'll remove. Your father lived in the position. I live in the presence. And in the presence of God, there is no ego. In the presence of God, there is no, 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 no hierarchy that, that, that makes me elevated or exalted above you. In the presence of God, we're all back, brought to the same level. We're all sons and daughters. I don't hear anybody here. Well, Pastor, how can you say that? You the pastor of the whole church. You, you're above everybody. No, no, no. Pastor means I am the servant. Not to be served. The servant. It is not the people's position to serve the pastor. It is the pastor's position to kneel down to every man's estate and to serve them in the vicissitudes of their own lives and to deny himself to serve them. And then God says, I'll take care of you. The problem with the church today is we reversed that and we made the pastors prophets. We made the, the bishops 
We made them demigods. Demigods. And we worship the pulpit more than the creator. But the true level of servant's heart is shown how you serve the people. Are you Are you hearing me? How you serve the people. And then David looks at her and says, if you think that I was undignified today, wait till tomorrow. For I shall be more undignified. Because if you call praise embarrassing, and undignified. You ain't seen undignified yet. I will run the whole circumference of this church. I will dance even if I'm exhausted. I will worship from the time I throw myself over the portals of my bed until I lay my head back down to rest again. I will praise God as I drive. And if my radio gets in the way, I'll turn my radio off. And I'll praise him to my destination. And I'll praise him to my destination. As I was driving here today, I heard in my spirit, turn the radio off. Drove a little further and I heard again, turn the radio off. And when I turned the radio off, just a deluge the spirit of the Lord your praise gives God entrance into your situations I don't care how this service looks and I don't care what anybody in this service thinks There's only one God who saved me. And there's only one God that I praise. I do not praise God based on the opinion of people. That doesn't make sense. That's out of, that's, that doesn't make sense. Oh, they're crazy. Look at how they act. Oh, you ain't seen nothing yet. I'm holding back. Well, it doesn't take all that to serve God. How do you know? Evidently, you haven't gotten into that relationship that deep yet. Because if you ever got deep in the relationship, you understand that the Lord does some marvelous things. And he is worthy. And he is worthy. And he is worthy. The Bible depicts praise in different degrees from the raising of the hands, the yanda, the toda, to the bowing back and forth. Do you think that, that you're just doing that because it's a tick or a habit? No, that is a form of praise. It is called, I don't hear, it's called barak, to bow back and forth before God, back and forth before God. Yes, there is a Hebrew history behind this. There's the tehillim, to celebrate God. 
the halal to dance before God, to sing before God. There are many different terms and degrees of praise. But then David just gets to the nitty gritty. He says, make a joyful noise. He didn't just say sound. There are some times where it just takes a noise. See, when you go into battle and the charge is made, what was customary is the soldiers that were on the offense would run into the battle with a noise to cause fear in their enemy. They would run into the battle with a war cry. With a war cry to let the enemy know that they were on the advance and that they were well able to win this war. Sometimes your praise has got to be a war cry to let the enemy know that regardless of what you did, I'm still on the advance. And regardless of what you tried to do, I still won the war. Do I have anybody that's got an undignified praise here? So there's times we raise our hands and tears flow down our face as we so gently, beautifully, and tenderly worship the Lord. And then there are times of jubilation. There are times where we can't and don't want to contain ourselves. Do not be ashamed, my brothers and sisters. Don't be ashamed. I am who I am. Somebody just say, I am who I am. I praise God because I'm in a relationship with him. You know, people, people go to the Lakers game and they watch some of the greatest athletes in the world play on that one team. Or they go to Golden State game. And they watch some, some of the greatest sportsmanship and throughout the whole throughout the whole of the game they're screaming they're clapping they're pounding their feet and nobody says oh why are they making all that noise oh, oh my god I came here to watch a game could you please be quiet came here to watch a game why do they make so much noise I'm like god I can play, just move down, pandemic. They don't say that. They don't say that at the football game. They don't say that. So, and, and they're seen as, as real fans. The more noise you make and the more you celebrate, the more you're seen as a diehard fan. Lauded as a fan. Well, let me tell you all something. I am a die-hard fan. I am a son who loves his father. I am a son who can't take it when he sees his father at work. And every second of every minute of every hour of every day, my father's at work.
him the best praise you got. Come on, you ain't got to think about it. All you got to think about is how great he is. How great he is. <laughs> Everyone stand. Never let anybody take the joy of the Lord from you. Keep that praise. As a matter of fact, add more praise to it. We were just talking. We were just talking. We were just talking on Thursday about the Holy Spirit moving through here, through the music department. I said, I don't mind if I lose you all. If I lose my bass player as he goes to worship, if, if Marlon gets up and goes to running, I don't mind if they're 19. I don't mind if we lose them. And today we lost them. That's what happens when you really get into the presence of the Lord. There's so many things. I gotta stop. This is, this is the relationship. In between service, the Lord said, call on the ones who understand me. Let them join you in worship today. I knew I was going to call Pastor West before the service began because the Lord had already given me the assignment. I told Joyce, she was going home from the first service, said, no, you stay right here because God had already given the assignment. The assignment. My sister Andrea, she said, I'm not going to be in the service. I said, yeah, yeah. Before you go home, because God put you here for the assignment. What was the assignment? The assignment was Levites usher in the presence of the Lord. And take the people back to the landmark. Take the people back to the landmark. Sing the songs that are germane to the landmark. Let the people worship God. And thus the Holy Spirit. We didn't rehearse anything. We didn't rehearse a thing. It was just something that's in our belly. Excuse me for talking such archaic spiritual talk. In our belly. That's what the Bible said. Book of John the 7th chapter. He said. He said. It's in your belly. Jesus said. Believe on me as the scripture has said, and out of your belly, out of your emotion, out of your soul, shall flow rivers of living water. Living water that cascades, living water that bounces, living water that glistens, living water that flows, living water that has a current. Living water. This is the relationship. So, I'm finished. I'm done. But the praise goes on. The praise goes on. Don't be ashamed 
of who you are. Don't be ashamed. There may be somebody that's watching today or there may be somebody in this room today that hasn't given your life to Jesus or gone back into sinful practices and you really want God to forgive your sins. This is the time. He is so loving. He is so loving. That's what makes him who he is. For God so loved. He is so loving. And no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, he will have mercy on you. He is not unforgiving. He is not one who holds grudges. He says anybody who labors and is heavy laden with sin, with pressure, come unto me. I will give you rest. That's God. He is not holding a list of, of infractions that you've done. He's saying, whosoever comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. He says, if you come to me, I won't turn you away. I won't turn you away. So if there's anybody that says, Pastor, I really want to receive Jesus Christ. I want to be really Christian. I want to be born again. If that is you, just raise your hand right now. Just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Amen. And anyone that's watching right now, the same applies to you. If you want to give your life to the Lord Jesus, there's no better time than now. No better time than now. I want everyone that wants to receive Jesus to pray this prayer with me. And everyone in the room is going to join. For we support you. We support you. Just raise your hands and say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Bring life to my life. Bring your love to my life. I accept you as my Savior. And I surrender my life to you for the rest of this life. Jesus, thank you for loving me. Teach me how to love you. Today, by your grace, through my faith in you, my sins are forgiven. Today, by your grace, through my faith in you, I am born again. I am saved. Now, Father, I pray for everyone that prayed this prayer earnestly, that they be filled with your Holy Spirit and that they be baptized in your name. I pray, Lord Jesus Christ, that their lives will be changed and never, ever the same again. Thank you, Lord God, that the enemy's power is destroyed and we will praise you with a, with a whole heart. We will praise you and give you glory. For you have done great things. Thank you for your salvation. Your blood that is still efficacious to this very day. To God be the glory. Thank you for salvation. And every glad heart said amen. So to every one of you that prayed that prayer, welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. If you prayed that prayer, and every week someone signifies, literally, no exaggeration, every week someone signifies that they prayed this prayer.
If you prayed that prayer, there are four words on your screen right now. Four words. I prayed that prayer. Right here, right here. I prayed that prayer. Type those four words and those four words only. And by the miracle of modern technology, it will alert us to your name and we'll be able to interact with you and help you on this walk of salvation. You cannot put an emoji there. You cannot put anything else but four words typed exactly as you see it on the screen. I prayed that prayer. And we will contact you and continue a relationship with you. The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. We're going to worship God in our giving right about now because we got so caught up we didn't do it. But before we give and go, we're going to sow and we ain't said that in a year. We're going to sow and go. But before we do, I want to remind every one of you that in just a few more days, this is May the 2nd. So in just 24 more days, we will be in Holy Convocation 2021. That was weak. We, <laughs> we will be in Holy Convocation 2021. As you can see on your screen, Bishop Marvin Winans, the bishop of this ministry, the prelate of Perfecting Fellowship International, and my pastor. We are going to be in Perfecting Fellowship International's Holy Convocation 2021. And it will be a hybrid of digital and in-person. We will be flying, all the pastors of the PFI body will be flying into Detroit. We will be at the headquarters church, Perfecting Church, Detroit. We and about 400 other people will be allowed in the building. Seats 2,100 people. 400 people can get into the building. And we will be in holy convocation with the Midwest congregations. And it's going to be wonderful. Four serve well, more than four services. Four days of wonderful worship. On Wednesday, May the 26th, We'll start with 9 a.m. morning glory where we will be praying. Pastor Denise Ray and many others will be leading morning glory. Hallelujah. 9 a.m. And it will be live streamed. Everyone will be able to see it around the world live stream. Then at 10 a.m. we will go into our hour of power. Pastor Dion Lamont and others will be teaching and preaching in the hour of power. It is going to be wonderful, y'all. Then on, 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 at 11 o'clock, we will go into our breakout sessions. This is only for those who register. This is not for the general public, the breakout sessions. It's only for those who register. Morning Glory is for everyone. Our power is for everyone, but the breakout sessions will be for registered guests. And that is, the classes will be uh, Evangelism with Pastor George Blanks, uh, a church administration, which is vital in this COVID pandemic era because everything is digital and changed so church administration will be taught by sister cindy flowers yours truly will be teaching praise and worship 
I think I'm pretty good at that. And Bishop Marvin L. Winans, Bishop Winans will be teaching syncretism. This is very deep. It will be dealing with the religions of today and the exclusivity of Christianity. And it will give you information for your apologetics so that you'll be able to deal with all that's going on in the religious world and knowing the stark difference between that and Christianity. Bishop Winans will be teaching that. Amen. And then at 7, I think it's 7 p.m. on that night, 7 p.m. on Wednesday night, Pastor Mark Moore will be preaching. That is open to everyone. That's, that's for everyone, whether you register or not. And you'll be able to watch around the world. Wednesday will be the same. And then when, I'm sorry, Thursday will be the same. And then Thursday night will be Bishop Marvin L. Winans for our official day. He will be speaking. Friday, it's going to be the same until it gets to the hour of power. It will be the women's and men's department doing hour of power. And the speakers will be totally kojic. I'm going to be at home. Totally Church of God in Christ. Evangelist Joyce Rogers and Bishop Linwood Dillard, they will be preaching on that 11 o'clock service, Hour of Power on Friday. And then on, oh, I forgot, well, I'll go back. And then Friday night, well, we're going to have Bishop Darrell Hines. It's going to be Church of God in Christ. Friday is going to be Church of God in Christ. Bishop Darrell Hines will be preaching. And then on Saturday, Saturday morning at 9 a.m. is the last service. And yours truly will be closing out Holy Convocation. So prepare yourself. But we forgot to tell you, on Thursday night after Bishop Wynan preaches, there will be a special concert. It's called The Singing Shepherds. And the pastors of PFI will be giving a concert for all those who registered, only for the registered guests. All those who registered, we are going to give a concert. Pastor Daryl Blair, Pastor Larry Trice, Pastor Hurley Cole, Coleman, uh, uh, Pastor Lafayette Carthon. Uh, I'm trying to think of what other pastors sing. Uh, who else? Who? Winans. I don't know if anybody heard him. Yours truly, Pastor Donnie McClurkin, and Bishop Marvin L. Winans. We will be in concert, hosted by B.B. Winans. This is only for those that register and those that really want to be a part of this. God bless you. So make sure, make it your business to register at uh, PF, what is it? www.pfi.world. Make sure. On this week, registration will be made available. So make sure that you do so. 